0: Welcome to Camera Shake Podcast, episode 92, the podcast where we talk about photography, videography, and anything that's got anything to do with any of that. With me, Kirsty Lutz, and Nick Kirby. And if you're wondering where we are today, well, we're in the car. Why are we in the car? No hands! (laughs) (laughs) Insert green screens, moving
1: moving world outside. Yes, we are in the car. Um, We're... uh, Frankly, we're a little stretched for time this week, aren't we? Absolutely stretched. Um, it's a full-on job that we're driving to, which we'll talk a little bit about um, in shortly. And um, this is our opportunity on the way there at, uh, what is it, 8am? Yep. To
0: get an episode in. So here we are. Yeah. So we have, since we started this podcast, we've never missed a Thursday and this won't be the first time. So we've decided. I uh, think that we, we can't actually meet up in person outside of work um, this week. We're just going to record the whole thing in the car. That's it. Because, you know, why not? Why not? We spend all of our time in the car talking about photography related things anyway. Just with those kind of guys. Exactly. So um, we thought we might as well just record the whole thing whilst we're in the car. And uh, that should make... Well, actually, it's not a first because we have done this before.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: yeah um that
1: wasn't for a foot on episode was it
0: or was it um no it was for some behind the scenes yeah, stuff. yeah so exactly. if you if you haven't seen that you know go back to um you know a few weeks ago when we did um a behind the scenes episode of the the stuff that we shot whilst we went to wales hmm. so that was uh, you know that was quite interesting if okay. you haven't seen it hop back it's a few weeks ago can't remember the exact um Episode number, but Dave Williams and how do you pronounce his van? Coffee fanway. There we go. There you go. There we go. Another mention that if you haven't seen that episode, well, do that.
1: (laughs) Um, So I will be pausing to um,
0: direct K as
1: he's driving. Yeah. Um, At the next
0: roundabout, yeah. Turn right. It's always fun driving into London always, especially at this time in the morning. Yeah. (laughs) I rephrase that, it's never fun driving into London. I'm often driving and um, I'd be swearing (laughs) already. (laughs) You know the thing that's really struck me is how expensive it has become to drive into London because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for those of you who are listening from outside the UK, you may or may not know this, but in order to drive into London, you have to pay what's called the congestion uh, zone charge. And that's been in for probably 15 years now, isn't it? it for a long time, right? Yeah, so if you, if you drive into central London, you have to pay this extra charge, which used to be, I think, about £8.50 or something like that. Now yeah. it's £14, yeah. which is expensive, you know. Yes, it is. Um, but <laughs> they've also extended the zone. So originally it just used to be, I think, if you, if you look on a tube map, it's that yellow uh, bottle shape in central central London, which is the circle line. I think that's what it used to be originally, as far as I remember. But now right. it's, Yeah, but it's expanded out quite a bit. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise that was that was what the, it was within the circle. Of it, when yeah. it when it first started, it was pretty much okay. that that's sort the of barrier. Um, but now it feels like and there's a different zone now the U, ULEZ zone. Or U-L-E-Z Ultra zone. low emissions. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you have got the wrong car, then you're, you, you have to pay another charge. Yeah. On like top one. of that. Brilliant. Thanks, London. Yeah, thankfully we're driving in a hybrid. Love it. Yep. That's why we have to leave four hours early. Ah, needs to charge. Hey, we checked our
1: sports mode yesterday, so you know. Yeah. Right on. Extra horsepower. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yes. There we go. Apologies if I'm not directly looking at the camera, but you know I kind of have to drive. <laughs> No one likes you making eye contact
1: anyway, okay? Exactly. It's fine, you know. exactly. Makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Yeah. So, should we talk a little bit about this? What we're doing today? Yeah. Sure. That's well, all. Well, it's actually a week, but um, so we're doing a shoot for um, all sorts of content, actually. So, video and photography for a property management company in London. Um, who essentially have multiple office spaces that they rent out to various companies. And this is day two, um, as we, as we film this, So this is day two. So we've just only, so I've only seen one building so far, um, but they're all oldie kind of, yeah, you know, what was the word you used to say? Vintage? <laughs> Buildings, um, so they're yeah lovely to be around. Um, lovely little details and fixtures and things like that to get across as to ultimately sell the properties um, to to be rented and show them at their best is what if, the idea is. It will feel this good to be working in this space. Yes, yeah, so they're right. service office
0: buildings essentially. Yes, that's, that's what it is. Um, It really is. In a nutshell, it's a, it's a real estate shoot. Um, what's proving interesting time-wise is you know, to do, to do both video and uh, photography at the same time. Um, I think that's, that's a challenge. Yeah. There's
1: unfortunately
0: there was no way around,
1: yeah. around that. So, you know, it's up to us to try and, still produce the same quality, um, but the reality is something will suffer somewhere. Um, but it's our job to make sure that it doesn't show, <laughs> basically. That's basically <pretty> it, yeah. <laughs> Um But we will, we will see. Um, I reviewed a little content last night. Um,
0: looking good. Yeah, we'll show a little bit of behind the scenes footage as part of this episode. So if you are listening to the audio version, you might want to hop over to YouTube um, to take full advantage of that. That is, of course unless unless you're watching the youtube version in the car which you shouldn't be doing tommy always listen to audio in the car as you well know Mm -hmm. tommy tommy (laughs) (laughs) anyway that being said uh yeah so it should be an interesting um interesting shoot um it's been a while since i've shot property or real estate um probably not since last summer i think um strangely in the middle of the pandemic. Right? Yeah. yeah. But, um,
1: but it's good to get back into it. really. It is. I mean, the other problem we have to work with is, um, working around the people who are in that building, right? Yeah. So, you know, you, in normal circumstances, taking a particular shop, might take you half an hour, might take you an hour, whatever that might be. It takes three times as long because um, there's people milling around you've got to get out of the way you've got to pause for a second the room isn't available yet it's going to be available in a while
0: it just takes you know, so much longer yeah of course you've got to you know work around the people who are actually doing Exactly. so you know like a ninja we are virtually invisible <laughs> well, it's <been> yeah <laughs> yeah you've got your balaclava with you absolutely yeah good 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 come <laughs> my invisibility cloak visibility, All right, all right, Harry. <laughs> Harry Plapper. Anyway, so how did you find yesterday? Because we—that was the first day on this particular job. Yeah. Um, I.
1: I think the, the good thing about yesterday is it's probably the one building that won't be seen quite as much in the final kind of video. And images, Um, because it's it's an older building. It doesn't, you know, it's it's in the middle of being renovated. I think in places, and um, certainly from outside perspective, we've got um, a ton of scaffolding uh, left, a ton of scaffolding on the outsides next to it, which doesn't help. So I found it challenge a very challenging day yesterday um through pure okay now i've only got five minutes to do to do what i plan to take an hour to do yeah so and that's what i mean by something's going to suffer um here and there but it's about being on it using as much of your experience as you possibly can um to minimize any potential impact um and there's always going to be things that you can't control that's the nature of it, right? Um yeah. And it's your ability
0: to deal with those problems. Was well, also, you know, no matter how well you lay out the day, we had really planned the day through. Um, you have to be really flexible. I mean, on a job like this, this flexibility is really king. Mm. Um, because you're working around other people. That's, you know, um, it's and, like this one building out of the four buildings that we're shooting where we're actually having um, Sunday access to the building and the building's going to be completely empty which basically means there um, we won't have to work around anybody Mm. Um, you know we can uh, we just go in shoot the whole thing and um, you know we've got all the freedom to move around in any way we want (coughs) in the first three buildings unfortunately we'd have to work around um, other people uh, working there which you know is fine it's part of the job Uh, but it just means that things tend to take a little bit longer as you said so um, the other thing, of course, is that shooting the exteriors is extremely weather dependent. And in this country, I don't know if you can see
1: just outside the windows on our side there. Uh, what's a good word?
0: Oh, grey. Yes, right. that's, that's the word, we're going it's with gray, yeah Grey, 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 grey. It's Mac- awful. And that's what it was like all day yesterday. So we couldn't. We couldn't really shoot, uh, shoot the um, exteriors. Oh, I mean, you could have done, but what's the point? You really. Yeah, I'm having to come back and, you know, and shoot them in better light. I think, you know, for exterior, um, lighting conditions are really key. You yeah, know, no matter how good your Photoshop skills are, um, it's just never going to look the way it should. No. Um, if it's shot in bad light.
1: No, it's, just, it's not just about the sky, is it? It's, um, it's about what the sky does
0: to... You know, generally, an overcast yeah. sky is, you know, is, is what you would strive for, really. But just to get the soft light. But mm-hmm. at this time of year in this country, it's just the wrong kind It's of... really dull. <laughs> yeah, it's just dull. So, well, I mean, there's no light outside whatsoever. Yeah. Um, you know, plus from like, I think past midday, it's starting going to get dark again. Yeah. You know, so yeah. The lighting conditions for exteriors are not no. ideal. So in a few months it would have been all right, but now, no. Yeah, it just means, you know, planning an extra time for those kind of shots. Um, and again, being flexible because, you know, if you, see the, you know, see the weather forecast and you realize that's going to be a good day to do it, it's going to have to go and do it um, and just seize the opportunity. But that's where we are, so.
1: That's where we are. Where are we now? It's so, about
0: the most yeah So if you are a resident in Florida and you need somebody to shoot your properties or your real estate, give us a call, we'd love it. Uh, Yeah. You know, with that being said.
1: Yeah. See you next week.
0: <clears throat> so you totally in shot it. Yeah. Is no. <laughs> so this
1: better? The, yeah. Just yeah. This that's better. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Okay.
0: <clears throat> so with this one, we're gonna do. We're gonna start with an HDR image. So we're just exposing for the ambient light, and then we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do a normal shot, and then one stop under, and one stop over, and we're gonna combine combine it in post, and it's gonna look awesome. And we're going to do another thing, which um, it's basically called, it's called a Flambient, where we're going to take an ambient shot and then we're going to take a flash shot and we're going to combine those and post it and see which one looks better.
1: Flambient, you heard it here first. That's what it's called.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's the HDR done. Shot done. That's our first shot and then for the second shot, we're going to turn on the flash for the stroke. We're going to see how it develops. We're going to use the same flash settings as yesterday. We're lucky. Excellent gimbal technique there. <laughs> and plie. <laughs> Hang on, let me just uh, go and put the white shot on that one.
1: <laughs> and plie. <laughs> and Ravel.
0: I'm impressed you know the proper terminology. Yeah,
1: so am I. So am I.
0: There, Nick. Hmm? What's your trub?
1: My trub, my trub is that uh, I can see the reflection of light in the glass hmm. and it's not going anywhere, so that's not the way. Um
0: are you filming flowers again?
1: Oh yeah, petals.
0: You're a petal. Flower photography. Yeah, you, you are a petal. <laughs> That's what Nick's really filming. Uh, uh, uh. So Nick, what healthy options did you get for Listen. a whistle duck wrap. Very nice. Okay. And fruit. And take zero. And that's it. What's what you got for dessert there? Over there? Just a sn- snack of dairy milk. <laughs> just a tiny little chocolate bar right there.
1: What was that? Or
0: like 60% of the cost of that
1: was just one little whisper. There you go.
0: Cool. Winner. <laughs> I'm glad upselling is not lost on <laughs> I would have bought it anyway. But right. now I've got some of my own. Excellent. This is why healthy eating is so important when you're on a shoot. hmm yeah. okay. yeah. What else has been happening? Um, well, there's been a few new announcements, other than, other than our government's deep shit at the moment. Yeah. That's an announcement I'm looking forward to later on today. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen. It's finally important, aren't Um Yeah, so what's new? Well, there's two bits of news. Two bits of news um, I've come across this week, or uh, very recently. One is uh, Canon has finally launched the R5C. Yeah. Uh, the cinema version of the um, of the R5, which um, from what I've seen, if you're seriously into shooting video, might not be a bad option, really. Well, it's the f- f- full on hybrid, isn't it? That, yeah. Um, what are they pricing it at? Do you know? It's $600 more expensive than the regular R5. Why would you not have that hmm? for $600 for $600 extra? Why would you go for the R5 at all? Um, okay, well, I mean, the uh, the R5C is chunkier, it's a bigger body. They've basically it's um, a C70 body, isn't it? Almost, well, almost, but not quite. It's just... it's just... chunkier, it's deeper. Um, and it's got... The, because it basically has the cooling system, pretty much both on the back, yeah. you know, for lack of a better word. Um, other than that, it looks pretty much... from the front, it looks pretty much like the R5. Uh, there's a couple of differences, like they've put on, like, you know, video light. And um, there's a couple of extra switches, you can switch between video and... Sorry, they put one on it. There. There's like, you know, like a red... Video oh, light. right! <laughs> I thought it was an, you,
1: you're talking about an inbuilt, oh like, no, <laughs> <laughs> <Where are the laughs> LED or something. No, okay, okay,
0: okay. Um, all right. <laughs> so, you know, generally, you know, and it's unlimited, 8K, 60 frames per second shooting. Mm-hmm. So all the limitations that um, were criticised when the R5 first came out. You know, the limited recording times of all of that's a thing of the past with the R5C. Yep. Um, so, let's well, just say at the same zero,
1: if they're considering it part of their cinema line, technically, I don't know if they are or not. The C would suggest that they are. Yeah. Um, none of those would have any time there. They can't for the cinema camera. just What is really interesting, actually, is
0: you essentially um, there's a button that allows you to flick back and forth between photo mode and video mode. When you switch to video, all the menus change and it basically then switches from the from the typical Canon, mm-hmm. you know, photo menu to the, the cinema type style of menus. Um, which is really quite interesting. So no matter what environment you come from, you'll feel comfortable with that camera. One way or another. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah I think um I think 6 does that. think um, about I think they've been doing it to a degree, right. for a while, Canon. That um, there's options up here that weren't there before. Um, yeah. um, not that I'm a huge fan of any menu system, um, but Canon's is all right. I have to say, once you've looked through it a couple of times, it's it's pretty in- intuitive. Yeah. Apart from one particular feature that I can never find <laughs> on the R six, anyway, can never find the uh, uh, anything to do with the HDMI output. Don't know why. It's always obvious when I do find it, so why don't I look at that? There you go. Yeah, if you good to see some footage um, from it. Um I'd like to see what options are being provided um for colour
0: in there. Um, you know. So apparently it really comes pretty pretty fully equipped with like all the different log like zero logs sea locks and the water bank. So <coughs> from what I've read, it um it appears to I mean it really appear to have thrown um, you know the kitchen sink at it. What makes you wonder what
1: what's gonna show up in the actual like proper cinema camera line that they've been doing for years. Mm. Um what they're gonna do to that you can go We're down on this region. Um what they can't do is alienate their regular cinema line customers me being one of them and you know um, i've i've not looked through the specs too much of the, the the new R5 yet but unless they make some really good firmware upgrades to the C70 i'm going to be really really angry at uh, canon right because <laughs> they shouldn't be putting that stuff in a, in a in a hybrid a hybrid camera like that at the minute but, you know when it's so close to having released um
0: uh their latest cinema line so i think it's it's probably aimed at different as a different audience you know i think the r5c because it's a photo video hybrid is probably aimed more at hybrid shooters like you know uh, content creators you know youtubers vloggers you know that's i think that's the audience the c70 is named to that because the c70 still is just a video only camera so if you wanted to combine that with photography for example you'd have to carry two bodies that's right um so it's a slightly different audience i think for that and you know in that in that context it probably it works quite well um but it's it's definitely an interesting move to bring a video to bring out a video version of you know what Was it effectively a sales camera? Yeah, I suspect it's
1: all been rushed forward a little bit. Um, given the criticism of the R5, and given um, what Sony put out and what um, Nikon's put
0: out,
1: yeah, that and they they would have known well in advance that that was coming and when it was coming. Um, they're not you know, they're not stupid, they'll know precisely when it's happening. Um that they've, they've rushed it all forward. And I suspect this R5C well, originally wasn't planned for a little while yet yeah, to come out. Um, but you know, but back to flexibility, exactly. things happened and they've had to make some, what would have been severe changes from their, their mm-hmm. perspective
0: and bring it out sooner to keep on top, you know? And the R3 has had some really uh, amazing specs. And of course, we don't really know what the R1 is going to bring in terms of like video capability. Um, it's definitely, you know, the Z9 has shown that Nikon is very, very seriously pushing into that space. Um, I don't think they're taking any prisoners at the moment. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what Canon will come up with next. Yeah. You know, when uh, when we hear more about a about future. Top of the line R1, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, just, I still wonder whether Nikon have um, shot their load, so to speak, and that's that's what they've
0: got. That's all they've got now. I don't know. You know, I'd be happy if they again, like I mentioned, in, in parts it's of wicked. Though. So it's not a bad load to to shed. No, I mean, you know, you never know. I mean, I, I'm waiting for a Z8 type of line, um, you know, in the hope that. The uh, autofocus advances that they've made with the Z9 will trickle down, which I'm pretty sure they will. I can't really imagine why they wouldn't. Um, an interesting thought that occurred to me the other day is uh, what would happen to the Z7 in that case, because I can't really, you know, with a Z8, I can't really see a point in the C7 and the Z7. Mm. The Z6, mm-hmm. well, I'm very, I'm hundred percent sure that it will stay in the lineup. That's a great camera in that segment. Um, the Z8, in my view, will be a high resolution, um, you know, fast autofocus, um, very video capable kind of camera that's going to sit where, you know, the D810 kind of range used to be. Right, yeah. Basically, so that's basically the equivalent of the R5, if you want to call it that. So the video specs will be somewhere. Similar to the to the R five, I guess, um, and maybe it will take you know, and hopefully, it will take into account the um, autofocus advances and the technology of the of the Z nine. When you bring all these things together, you can actually have a super capable camera. Right there in a second. Are there rumblings of the the eights yet? Well, I mean, there are no official announcements. But, you know, it's the obvious gaping hole in the lineup not only in terms of number, because we got a Z6, the Z7, and we already had two generations of of the Z6 and the Z7. Yeah. And then we have a Z9, so what's missing? Yeah. (laughs) That's a Z8. And also, there there isn't really a camera in that segment. The Z7 isn't really an equivalent, well, it's not an equivalent to the R5. And it's not really an equivalent to the, you know, the D800 series, whether it's a D810 or the D850. Um, so there really is an equivalent in in, in that, you know, in, in that um, range that's missing with Nikon at the moment, um, and that's really the reason why I haven't actually considered going mirrorless in the Nikon system at this point. Yeah. You know, I could probably do most of the stuff that. Well, actually, no, I could do all of the stuff that I do with the Z seven, no, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, but. The, uh, you want a decent
1: advancement, given that you haven't changed your body for a, for a while and you've been using yeah. your 750 for a long, long time. Totally. Um, it still works, absolutely. If you're going to upgrade
0: and you've got to that point where, oh well, yeah, uh, that body's about right, it's got to be the right one. The but, older focus for me is a sticking point. Yeah. Um, that's really what's holding me back. Um, I would love, don't get me wrong, I would love to get my hands on the Z9 100%. Definitely. Um, but there are two things that are keeping me from that. One is the <laughs> financial investment, this is quite an expensive camera. Um, although, that being said, also very, extremely competitively priced, um, you know, in comparison to, to uh, like the R3, for example. I mean, they've, they've really come in and lowballed the competition and really, you know, Brought on a camera that is, at the moment, a complete leader in that segment. I'm still not sure how they've done that. Oh uh, that was there was clearly um, a marketing plan, and it was designed to keep photographers moving on to other systems in that upper, you know, level segment. So the professional shooters, basically. So
1: the trouble is, I suspect they're
0: probably not making
1: much to any profit. On, on on it, and I get the the purpose <coughs> of dropping it alone. loan am not it. I'm on for it. <laughs> the <process comes> down, <laughs> okay, come on. but that's yeah. their new bar. Yes, they can't now start increasing their prices for what
0: will be a lesser camera in the Z8. Let's just say. So let's okay. So let's talk about some other Nikon about them because uh, I think it would be very all of a sudden it become very obvious where the profits are. Uh, because Nikon have also announced a brand new 400 mm uh, lens so brand new 400 mm 2.8 lens um that is uh, by all accounts from, from everything i've seen is absolutely staggering uh it's an incredible lens with a brand new type of coating that's uh, so many times better than than the traditional nano coating on there um it has a what i think it's a 1.2 Teleconverter built in, so by a flick of a switch, you can change the lens from a four hundred mil to a five hundred and sixty mil. It's nice, nice, touch. Telephoto lens, which is, which is incredible. So that is a killer lens. Um, it's the results, the, the image results I've seen so far, absolutely outstanding. It's, um, it's lighter than the predecessor lens by quite a bit, but um, over a pound, I believe. Yeah. um so it's an it's an incredible piece of technology and you know Nikon glass has always been great, um, but they've really you know brought out an, another amazing lens here you know it'd be a fantastic lens for sports shooters, for example, you know wildlife shooters, all that kind of stuff anything that requires you to get really really close, but guess how much it's going to set you back what's the buns? Hmm. $14,000 what (laughs) so you know I won't be upgrading
1: what yeah
0: so it's a fourteen thousand a fourteen grand you heard it here fourteen thousand how are they justifying that Um, zero idea but uh, yeah I I think um, sorry
1: sorry people that would have been seven grand had they not priced the uh, Z9, -er. whatever they did. (laughs) Ah, There we go. Uh,
0: No further explanation needed. (laughs) Exactly, so I think, you know, where... 40 grand. So it appears to me that where, you know, where the money's uh, coming from is is the lens lineup. Um, Of course, I mean, this is really, you know, if you think about it, um, this is also true for Canon, of course. You know, moving from uh, DSLR technology into mirrorless technology, you know, meant you know moving on to a brand new mount, mm. um, and of course, although you can convert your existing lenses, that's important because people have invested a lot of money into their glass. Um, and I think that would have been a reason not to upgrade if you think like, well, okay, now I don't have to just you know change my camera body, but now I've got to spend possibly tens of thousands of pounds in new glass as well, especially when we're talking pro glass yeah yeah you know, makes the whole the, the whole change um extremely um it's ex- extremely expensive as it is you can get a 150 bucks converter that actually does a really awesome job in converting your existing um mount or your existing glass into fitting onto the z mount and of course canon have done the same thing uh, by developing um a converter that allows you to get to do the same thing so so that's great but of course eventually you're gonna have to replace all of your glass because you know a few years down the line with all the advances that are happening in in in, you know z glass is the same thing and you know for canon those lenses are better they're lighter you know they have so many more features to stabilization like the in-lens stabilization is better by the way actually talking about inlands uh, or stabilization in general that's the one thing that's missing from the r5c is any in-body stabilization so there's no ibis in that camera Uh, which is true of all their cinema cameras yeah so but of course the the r5 still had Mm. um ibis built in most likely it's a matter of space in that r5c body because they had to put all the cooling systems in and all that kind of stuff Um, but then also one of the things i've heard is that they basically you know most likely have said well you know, cinema shooters probably prefer cameras without in-body stabilization right. anyway. You know, that being said, if you get in-lens stabilization, you, you know, again, can benefit from that. Helps for sure. And what they will have in it, I'm sure,
1: is the digital IS um, oh, yeah. that the C70's got in it, which I've just started using okay. to give it a go. It's sensational. It's okay. really good, really, really good. I've yet to um, come across any footage where there's any
0: odd kind of warping
1: happening <laughs> or anything like
0: that, as you can imagine. i tell you a funny thing. So digital stabilization is very fun to use sometimes. Um, and I did, I cut together a little behind the scenes um, clip of a shoot we did a few weeks ago where we shot some Holly Davidsons and so on. Um, and of course, that was all handheld footage, yep. and some of it I just just for fun, tried to stabilize a little bit in Final Cut Pro, and <laughs> the results were completely unusable. Well, what would you expect in Final Cut Pro? <laughs> it works. The stabilization work. <laughs> It does work sometimes, um, but there were two instances actually where uh, it really went horrendously wrong. One was when I was trying to stabilise the behind-the-scenes footage that we shot in Wales on mm-hmm. the Coffee firmware episode. Um, that was all handheld with no in-camera stabilisation and no lens stabilisation. No know. lens stabilisation, no, any stabilisation whatsoever and we were in a van going off road. Yeah. So it, it couldn't have been any worse. Hilarious,
1: love it. But yeah, so I'm. I'm gonna guess uh, that the the that new i5 has got that in it. I, I'd be surprised if it didn't. It's only software at the end of the day. Um, but it's cracking. You know, I, I I tell you why I haven't used it up until this point because we got a new gimbal. Bit well, that too. Um, is because um, I saw a load of re- you know lots of reviews on it and. As you can imagine on YouTube reviews, what it's like, particularly if they don't like it for whatever reason, that's all you can find on it. You can't find where it's actually worked really well. Of course it's gonna fail in certain circumstances. Of course it is, it's just software. And so it put me off and I thought, you know what, I'm gonna give it a go and I did it on something that didn't matter, it wasn't being paid for it. So I tried it on a, not a single issue. Mm. Tried it on a job, not a single issue. So I don't know what these people on YouTube are doing with it to <laughs> it doesn't work. If you're just shaking it around like that, of course it's going to be rubbish.
0: What's going to stabilize that? Nothing. Does that mean you're going to retire your gimbal now?
1: No. When you start putting it in combination though.
0: Right. Wonderful. Cause I don't care who you are, even with a gimbal, you're still, still so, moves around so what i've heard sometimes about you know some people is that um when you combine the in-body stabilization with the gimbal you get some really odd results sometimes like what's your experience with that uh
1: on the digital one digital side of this nothing um yes i have heard that before um i've never experienced it though okay. maybe it's the combination of stuff that I'm, i've been using like I, I couldn't tell you um, but I've not come across any issues at all. Um, you know, the downs, there is a downside to it. Um, it does crop you in a touch. Yeah, but it's not really, it is only a touch. It's not a big deal for the benefit that you can get from it if you're using it in the right situation. Um, and the goal here isn't to make a super smooth image. I don't, yeah, if it's too smooth, not a huge fan of that. At times you need that, but a little bit of movement is, it's nice. It's natural. It's natural. So yeah, any C70 shooters out there, go try it. Give it a go. See what it's like for you. Um, and if you do have an R5 see.
0: Hmm.
1: let us know what it's like too, if it has it. Um, but I don't see why it wouldn't.
0: What's well, just been announced. I don't, th- I don't think anybody would have been able to get their hands on them we must have a view who's got hold of one so far <laughs> okay so if you are listening to this podcast and you have had any experience with the R5C please get in touch we'd be very curious to see um, Tommy's probably got his hands <laughs> on one <laughs> Tommy if you've managed to play with the R5C let us know super interesting um, likewise actually if you've managed to um, shoot with the Z9 um, also get in touch because I'd be very curious to see uh, what your thoughts are now that it's been out in the wild for a few weeks yeah I think that did five or six of them go out? I forget. Well, I know that Moose has got his. Oh, he did that. Um, and a few other people I know. Um, they've been able to get hold of, of theirs so for the last for the last few weeks. So they must have produced more than three. I think. <laughs> At this point, all right. I'll
1: give it ten. 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 They got ten chips. All good. All good. All good.
0: And if it appears like we're not moving at all, that's because we're not really, yeah. because this is London traffic at eight o'clock in the morning. Ooh,
1: a zip car. How exciting. I don't even know what that is. Oh, you just, um, zip you just book it. Oh, like they you tell know. you where the keys are and you can go, Oh, I see. Okay. Pick up the car and use it for the day. With right. Right. Is that right. I think that's right. Nice idea. Yeah. Or oh, it gives you a code to open the door. Oh I forget. I don't know. we have never used one. Yeah. Have
0: you ever used a scooter? Like one of those scooters you can pick up? Uh, yeah, I have actually. Have, you? have yeah.
1: you? Yeah. Yeah. They're they're actually quite fun. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, they're good fun. Good, good fun. Um you can get them around my, my area. Um, you just pick it up, you go on an app, you find out where one is and yeah
0: book it, so to speak just go pick it up that's it you leave it wherever wherever you want you know some kid was goofing around on his electric scooter outside my house and the bus ran over it not over the kid but over the scooter and then the kid like some teenager was giving the bus driver some you know some lip basically um, and then an ambulance stopped behind the bus because the bus was now at this point you know Hog in the road, basically. And the ambulance driver was watching the scene unfold for like a couple of minutes, then got out and basically laid into that kid. <laughs> There's a whole, whole lot of shouting going on outside the house, which basically meant all the neighbors came out and were all having a good look. It's a weekend as well, so, you know, great entertainment. Man, I'm um, what? Yeah, I'll well, I, I, I reserve my, uh, my words
1: on what I think about that kid. <laughs> he deserved everything he got.
0: That's, well, that's what, yeah. Yeah, apparently he left the scooter lying right in the middle of the road whilst he was like moving around on the on the curb. So, what do you expect? Good. If I knew it wasn't going to damage my car, I would have gone over it myself. Well exactly. Okay. So yeah, there we are. We're now coming into London. What amuses me about this Part of London is that because we're on a flyover driving into into the city proper, um, and this seems to be this seems to be the car showroom district because this flyover is lined with car manufacturers, like Mercedes Benz on that side, and I think there's like Kia over there, Porsche. Porsche, And they've all obviously built their showrooms so they can display cars on the third and fourth floor. These buildings, so that people who drive it on this flyover can have a really good look at so, these cars, which is not distracting at all. Uh, yeah. yeah, I always look, can't help it, Can't help it. Huh.
1: So, yeah.
0: huh. <laughs> Any other news? What else has been happening? Um, we're planning, well, there's some interesting stuff in the planning, I think, some interesting little projects, um, for 2022, is that the, yeah, 2022, 2020, yeah, I don't know anymore, I keep so, writing 21, yeah, um, so we're just, i am putting some plans together for this year, and, uh, there should be some interesting stuff coming up um, this year. We're planning on doing a lot more behind-the-scenes um, stuff. That Citroen, probably. Kia, VW, but they're really all here. And we're now driving through the gates of hell, as I call them, into town. Yeah. Uh, weird and ugly, rusty metal stuff. What, what, what? Are they? Like statues? No, I don't know. Nasty. Literally, I mean, they literally look like Mordor's Gates to uh, Mordor uh, 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 uh. Um, uh. So yeah, there are a few interesting um, Like I said, a few interesting things Happening, and um, of course The photography show Is happening again in September, so we're going to be there um, Yeah, yeah, studies came out To Yeah, We're planning on doing a personal project around Harley-Davidson yeah that's going to be fun so that's uh, that's going to be very much very much fun so we had a chat with uh, the guys from Harley um, a couple of weeks ago to set that up so that will be really quite exciting
1: yeah we'll
0: divulge more on that in in due course yeah of course we will have more guests on the show when things um Calm down a little bit. Yeah, be nice when helping. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a few people in the pipeline, so that's that's good news. Um, we'll also be guesting on another podcast, actually, in the not too distant future. Very excited about oh, that. Oh, that's right. let yeah. You know.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, when that is, when that's happening, and yeah, overall, this promising to be a fun year. Yeah. Unless uh, Boris gets
1: ousted, someone else takes over who thinks that we've lifted all restrictions too early
0: and shuts us down. Oh, well. I somehow don't really feel that that's going to be happening. I think we're too far gone now. I think we're past that now. Yeah. Yeah, it would be the wrong thing to do now, but I think overall. I mean, I, I almost think, like, regardless as to whether it would be the right or the wrong thing to do, I think... My sense is that most people are now so passive they're really, they're really past caring. I think, in in a weird you know yeah in a weird way in the in the right way. It's
1: not that people don't care that you know those people that are that are dying and speaking of which we had the highest number of deaths we've had in a year
0: really yesterday yeah. oh wow okay like mm. nearly five
1: hundred I think it was yeah. In the day.
0: There's of course a lag, but it's like a four week lag between, um, the actual case numbers and then the, the mm-hmm. death numbers and our case numbers have been going down, yeah. um, pretty much, you know, consistently over the last four weeks. So we've, as it appears, we've gone over the peak in terms of actual case numbers <coughs> in the UK. Um, and I, I mean, I'm guessing the hope is that the same thing will then be represented in the numbers of death. Um I'd be surprised if that wasn't the case. You know, I was. Uh, you know, I can be
1: pretty confident which strain I had, but I was, I was quite disappointed not to find out what strain I got when I got it the other week. They didn't say on my P- after my PCR. Oh. Yeah, a bit of a shame that. I'd like to have known. It's
0: extremely likely you yeah, had the. Almost, gu- almost guaranteed, isn't it? Yeah. And it's also, I mean, you know, when. Uh, I'm 100% convinced that I had the Delta strain when I, when I got it in when was it? November? Uh, Something I like that. Yeah, sounds about right. Because um, that was just before the whole Omicron thing was um, was taking hold. Mm. And if I was speaking to my mom in Germany, for example, they are right in the middle of it. You know, they're literally now their numbers are through the roof. They had probably about a six week delay well, compared to what was happening in this country. Is, Is that so, right? Yeah. So they're probably still a good month away from hitting that peak, I think. I
1: mean, I'm not for a second suggesting that we've got things right here. Um, but I hope other countries start getting it right soon as well. I've never gone this long without going abroad. Never. Same. I've been on a plane. I, I hate it. <laughs> I live for going away and visiting places and seeing what else is out there other than this whole of a country that we live in,
0: you know? There you go. Yeah, I mean, I think for me it's more about seeing family, that's been the most frustrating thing. We haven't been able to... to, um... Oh yeah, I've got, yeah, lucky I don't have any, well I've got my brother in in Sydney, but And you managed to actually get out and see him just before and the And get whole, back uh, just yeah. before it all shut down. Yeah. I think I'll go back the first week of March. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, so you were really quite lucky uh, with that. Yeah. But he's booked. He's coming over. Okay. Yeah, in the
1: next few months. I forget when.
0: is that I haven't seen, I haven't seen family in two years, actually, in mean, over two years now. Mm. With the exception of my mom coming over, you know, this Christmas, gone, but um, I haven't been in Germany for actually two and a half years now, really.
1: So I'm re us if need be, Hang on. right, this one. Yeah.
0: road is never fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, just generally, it's never fun driving in London.
1: Yeah, we're on this for 10 minutes.
0: Yeah. And then we'll be about there. It's actually, we're 20 minutes out, apparently. Give or take. So this is a little bit like, celebrities in the car with coffee. It's
1: actually tea. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I ran ran out of coffee this morning. Oh my God. What a shocker. So as soon as we've unloaded, I'm going straight to somewhere to get breakfast and coffee. Otherwise I won't be able to function. Yeah.
0: That that must be the first time I've seen you drink tea. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I drink a lot. Do you even know how
1: to make tea? not properly, not
0: properly. <laughs> no I mean I, I always you know when, when anybody when with people around and anybody asks, you know I offer tea or coffee and anybody says tea I always have to excuse myself by saying I am without doubt the worst tea maker in this country <laughs> so you know um, I take instructions but I have no idea like what well.
1: you're the sort of guy who if his wife asks Ask you to do something
0: like, like washing up, just for argument's sake, that you do it really badly multiple <laughs> times in a row, so you never get asked to do it again, is that right? No, it's like the thing with tea is, you know, there seem to be so many like nuances, like how long do you leave the tea back in and do you add, you know, do you add the milk at the beginning or at the end and all that kind of stuff. And like everybody seems to have like different preferences mm-hmm. and different thoughts about what the perfect, what constitutes like a perfect cup of tea that I've sort of given up on figuring it out because I actually don't really like the taste of tea. You know, with milk, you know, the typical um, British way of drinking tea, which is essentially sort of, you know, dirty water with milk, Aww. do you know what I mean? And and like two heaped spoons of sugar or something. Oh, um, he's putting sugar in the tea. I don't know. It, it, do you know what I mean? It's like, that's just not my thing. So I don't, by default, I don't have a lot of experience with um, with that kind of tea. And, um, and so I don't really know.
1: work out whether that was a pop from his uh exhaust
0: or he hit something. That's exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Um so what's like what makes your perfect cup of tea then? Uh not overthinking it. Right. Right a tea bag. Simple as that. Um
1: milk in first. Right uh, okay. Hot water on top. Just leave it alone for a couple of minutes. Right, okay. Go back, give it a little strain.
0: Done. Do you go by time or colour? Colour. Right, okay. Do you like... Do you squeeze the tea bag at the end? Just only enough so that it um, doesn't drip. Right, okay. Because these are all like... You know, these are all the like little details. Yeah.
1: See, I find if you put milk in after, you, can, you get a s- some scum on the top.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I don't like that. Are we going down? No, we're going straight on this slide. Um, if you're listening to this and you have any, you know, strong thoughts on, uh, you know, perfect cup of tea, <laughs> please let me know. Trust <laughs> me, most of the country is going to be very upset that like I said milk first. <laughs> so yeah, if you are, if you, well, you what, if you do live in the UK, please get in touch, you know, and, uh, and let us know about your thoughts about how to make the perfect cup of tea. Um, but it'd be also interesting um, to hear your opinions, you know, if you're listening to this abroad because I know that um, in different countries, people do have different um, attitudes towards, uh, towards tea. For, I mean, I know that from my experience, I don't think I've necessarily come across people putting milk in their tea in Germany. I might be wrong. Um, so, you know, if you are listening in Germany and, and to use, you, know, you put milk in your tea, then, uh, then let us know. But um, I've only ever come across, like, you know, fruit type of teas and, like, uh, you know, green tea and stuff like that in Germany. You wouldn't put milk in green tea. That's so horrible.
1: (laughs) I like a chamomile every so often, but that's
0: about it. Uh, So the only time I ever used to drink uh, tea or I was, like, forced to drink tea when I was a kid was when I was sick. It's a chamomile tea and mint tea, peppermint tea. Those were two types of teas. Um I was just teas for hipsters? Well, I think they're sort of known as teas hey, for you like... Can I have a
1: fruity, fruity frappuccino tea, please?
0: <laughs> I think if you're sick, <laughs> um, in Germany it's like the, the standard is to give you chamomile tea or like... Well, the uh, standard should tea. be giving you leukosate. Yeah, That's what you I mean. have when you're sick here. Like, that, is, that freaks me out as well. That's just sugar, isn't it? Because leukosate is disgusting, even at the best of times, especially when you're <gasps> sick. That brings me back to the Marmite conversation we, we yeah. had last year, uh, last last week. Um, you know how your taste buds change when you're sick and like, things don't taste quite the same? Mm-hmm. You know, I always know that I'm unwell when Coke doesn't taste right to me. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's why sort of treasuring Yeah. The first time I had Coke Zero, I went like, I think I'm sick. (laughs) It's something was different. But I've gotten used to it. It's, you know.
1: Right, um, we've actually got quite a few turns and whatnot coming up. Cool. You're not going to be able to focus talking, I promise you. Alright. It's probably worth wrapping this up. And we've got... Two minutes left on oh, okay. this, which hits us to exactly an hour. All right, cool. But I'll probably cut all this last five minutes out anyway. I would leave a t
0: bit in. Alright, I have to chop a whole section before that then. There's there's a whole bunch of like uh, there's a whole bunch of cold calls to action in there. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So, so we're shooting some behind the scenes stuff. Where are we going to put that in? Are we going to put it in at the end or, or, whilst we're talking about it? Whilst we're talking about All it. All right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So you, anyway, let's wrap this up.
1: So we're going to be going, stay where you are. I think you're going to want to get into the left lane now when you get the opportunity. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to be taking the next
0: main left. Okay, let me just do an outro. Then. Yeah. Right. So we have come. Let me just do that again. So we have come to the end of episode 92 of the Camera Tech Podcast. Um, we're going to wrap this up in the car right now, but I hope you have enjoyed the behind-the-scenes um, snippets of today's shoot. Um, please let us know what you thought. Get in touch on Facebook, Instagram. Um, or you can always join the Camera Shake community on our website, Camera Camerashake, Camerashake? Shake.com, uh, Camera Shake podcast.com um, and just hit the join button. It'd be awesome. Um, other than that, give us a like, leave us a comment. Um, or if you're listening to audio, of course, um, leave us a review. that does miracles in uh, making a podcast seem complete. So that's it episode 92. i the going to close and see you the Thursday.